All right. Is we in this John? We in this John. Guys, I promise you, today's episode will be a short one. I got somewhere to be. Uh, I'm running a little, well, not necessarily running a little late, but I will be a little late on the upload. Uh, my apologies, but Yawodi will try to get out of here. And if I'm being honest, about an hour. So let's, uh, let's go ahead and get right into it. I'm fighting for you, Jack. I'm fighting for you, Jack. And I fuck the night out Gangsta on the internet You thuggin' on Apple You the type of nigga Talk bad on the comment I'm the type of nigga See you in person And slap you Bang, bang, bang Bang, bang, bang Nigga, that's the sound of a gun Be better run Tape. Fuck them. Label told me not to drop a tape. I'm sorry. Fuck 
P.O. told me not to leave the state Fuck Hey, label told me not to drop a tape. Fuck him. P.O. told me not to leave the state. Fuck him. Fuck him. Fuck him. Young nigga, you got a man. You doing fine. Your dog down for him or else. I can see you trying. Yeah, I respect your grind. 252, I respect the nine. And I know nine niggas chilling. Three of them telling. I got nine niggas with me. Eight of them felons. Nine, fresh off the slab. Tell them, fuck it, gon' front you the whole hat. Pussy cat niggas, they got nine lives. So I'ma try to kill him nine times. Nigga, shout out to. I heard they wildin' for it. Best in the land, best in the land, nigga. I heard they wildin' for it. What's up, folks? It is yeah, your one me. and only favorite Wody Jack or Jack. Just another nigga the, with no bitches in it. I've been wildin' for respect. Yeah, nah, 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 nah. Dude, he really, really. Uh, Top, just cause it's in my head. Shout out my nigga Quim. You know what I'm saying? Yo, I had to open up with this nigga Gotti because yesterday I was on Twitter, right? Yesterday I was on Twitter and um I forgot who it was. I think it's the same dude that always, matter of fact, because I'm sure if I look on my timeline right now, I cause dude just always posts and I really like I really like seeing his his uh his tweets. What's, what's what's bro's name? What's bro's name? Uh, what are we doing? No, we're not doing it. What Twitter? I'm not trying to do none of that, dog. We ain't trying to do none of that. I- I'm sorry, guys. So, anyways, whatever bro's name is, master student. There we go, master student at musician and at musician builds at musician d builds. I I guess that's what it is. Um, but anyways, he posted something about. Uh, Gotti versus Dolph, uh, who's the better lyricist, rapper, whatever the case may be. I forgot what it was, but just in seeing that, just in seeing that, it just took me back to, it took me back to a time when Gotti was, was in my top five favorite rappers. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, like you'll have your top five all time. Like I would say my, my top five all time would be, uh, and maybe this is in a particular order. Maybe it's not. Uh, J. Cole. Do I want to add Kanye? I feel like that really kind of goes without saying, but I'll say it. So whatever. J. Cole, Kanye, Dom Kennedy, Rick Ross. And man, at number five, you get to so many at number five. I, I think I might go... 
I think I might go with my nigga Crit. I think I might just go with my nigga Crit. And if it's not Crit, then it's going to be Kendrick. And if it's not Kendrick, then it's going to be Drake. And if it's not Drake, I'm probably going to say fuck it and go all the way back to my nigga Santana. Uh, But that's my all-time. That's just the list. It's always going to be the list. But you know how just depending on the years and this and that shit, like, you'll have your top five currently. Like, these are my current top five. This is my in-the-moment top five favorite rappers. And Gotti made his way into that list. Gotti made his way into that list. And I always, and the reason why that was just always, like, kind of just ironic and funny and the reason why I, I, I appreciated it so much when it was happening is because I can remember in high school when, when Gotti came out with Five Star Chick. And, like, I just knew, like, growing up, mad, mad white kids loved Gotti. Like, I knew white hoes that loved Gotti, uh, white homies that loved Gotti. To this day, I'll never forget me and my, it was me, Blake, and Big Dave. We was at the, we was at, we was at, I think I want to say we were at my crib. I want to say we were at my crib because, like I said, my senior year, junior year, senior year, when my people got divorced, it was just me and me and pops at the crib. So a lot of the times I really just had the crib to myself. Uh, and folk knew that. So, like, the homies and shit knew that. So, like, you know, we we kids, we we trying to smoke this and that, but we ain't really got nowhere to smoke. We not trying to just be in public and this and that in a random parking lot smoking because the laws just, they nosy. They going to come fuck with you, blah, 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 blah. So motherfuckers would just hit me up like, yo, you trying to smoke. Like, I didn't even have, growing up, I ain't even, I ain't had no job. My senior year, I didn't have a job. My my sophomore junior year, I had a job, but my senior year, I didn't have a job because I was just in doing more sports. Uh, so I rarely had money to like buy weed, but a lot of the times motherfuckers would come smoke me out just so they could have somewhere to smoke. You know what I'm saying? Um, and motherfuckers, you know, niggas wanted to kick with your boy. So anyways, we smoking and them niggas is playing Gotti. Them niggas is playing Gotti, uh, Dave and Blake. And these are, these are two white guys. And I will never forget, bro. I will never forget being high as hell and and we were listening to the uh the four point five intro for cocaine music four point uh four point five. We was listening to that intro. I forgot exactly what beat. I forgot exactly what beat it was over. Uh maybe ether. No, it wasn't Ether. It wasn't, or was it uh, Dynasty? I think it might have been Dynasty. Yeah, it was Dynasty. It was the Dynasty intro. One of my favorite beats. It was the Dynasty intro. And I just remember being so fucking locked in, listening to that song. And then when it got to the end, send them one to the head, leave his top missing. Fucking gunshot went off. Nigga, when I mean to tell you I was in the back of that car and I jumped, cause I was <laughs> like, I was, I was just in that shit. And and for a while, I will always say, like, out of all the rappers, there's so many rappers in this and that. I was like, 
Gotti's a, I was like, Gotti is a rapper I'd hate to come across. And these days, in 2024, it's probably hella rappers I wouldn't want to come across. Not even so much just because they just move gangster, but not only do they move gangster, but the young niggas just move different. Like, they just too wild with it. Niggas just be on too many drugs. You just, niggas just unpredictable. You know what I'm saying? Like, I ain't really trying to be nowhere. Like, it just ain't no telling how these niggas going to move. I used to listen to Gotti and just be thinking, like, nah, this nigga Gotti really, like, like, he real, like, I used to feel like, man, if I just seen Gotti, like, randomly in the street or some shit like that, like, that nigga might pull out on me. Pause. He might, he might back out on me and just try to rob me or just, like, <laughs> like, for real. Gotti was one rapper. Gotti was one rapper that I used to listen to that I really was like, nah, I real, I believe this nigga Gotti. I really believe this nigga Gotti. Like, how he come across. So, yeah. So, yeah, like I said, um, I never understood what it was that made niggas want to get on Gotti. Like I said, in high school, I just didn't get it. Like, why did everybody like this nigga Gotti? It's five-star chick song. It's like, it's all right, I guess. It's whatever. It just sounds, it just sounds mad radio. It sounds mad commercial, this and that. Like, all right, whatever. The white kids can have it. Um, But somewhere along the line, I think it was maybe 2014, 2014, 2015, um, that I just started listening to Gotti, and I was like, and I was just jamming to Gotti, like, oh no, nah, this nigga really one of my favorite rappers right now, like this nigga going crazy, Gotti too hard. So yeah, anyways, big shouts to Gotti, big shouts to Gotti. Uh, he was really going crazy in 2014, 2015. Uh, and shout out to niggas that that heat up. It's just shout out just how the world works and the universe works and niggas just catching it at the right moment because, yeah, he had his hits back in the day or a hit back in the day with Five Star Chick and whatever else he was on up until when I really started getting on him. And like I said, when I was just really just like, oh, yeah, this nigga Gotti going crazy. And then what the fuck happened in 2016? Down in the DM. And that shit was fucking everywhere. Like, he caught one crazy. Like, he caught one incredibly crazy. Uh, so, yeah, just shout out to that. Shout out to that. Shout out to that. But uh, anyways, though. You better wrap that gavel up, B. In the topic number one. In the topic number one. And this is going to be a... Uh, this is gonna be kind of crazy. I ain't even gonna lie to you. Well, it's not crazy, crazy, but it's kind of crazy. Um, I was watching a uh, a podcast yesterday. Well, really, I was watching like Power, but then I started. Then I just got on YouTube or TikTok. That's what it was. I got on TikTok and seen this clip and seen this clip uh, of a podcast, and they were like, "I was born, not born to be." That's crazy. I was raised to be racist. Uh, this dude was just talking about growing up in in in, <clears throat> in Georgia, how his family was, his mom in particular, uncles and this and that, just how the town like just raised to be racist, but going to school with black folk and all this and that shit, whatever the case may be. So I'm like, damn, that's like, I'm like, damn, just seeing that little clip, it's like, damn, what the fuck the whole the rest of the episode like? I, I'd like to listen to that. 
So I find their I find their YouTube page for 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 the podcast, and I'm just checking it out. And I like that episode, so I'm like, damn, let me see what else they got. And they just had hella shit where people would call in and just like talk about shit, you know. Uh, it's all anonymous and this and that. And I can't. And really, I came across a couple. I came across a couple. Uh, so shout out other people's lives because the other people's lives podcast or show, whatever they want to call it, because they really, uh, they really kind of sponsored the show today with topics, <laughs> no cap. Oh, uh, so we're gonna get into this first one. We are going to get into this first one, and it is a, uh, it's kind of a doozy. I want to say, like, using that word programming, I'm interested because you've really put yourself in a position. You said you've been married for 15 years, essentially playing the role of a straight wife. I'm just curious to hear more about that dynamic. Like if you, you are on one hand holding this secret and there is another woman in your life that you love, but are you still finding the time to have like the willpower and put in the energy to make a marriage work and raise your children? And I'm assuming that you are still in love with your husband as a person, even if, you know, that's not necessarily your sexual preference. Um, but can you talk about that? Because 15 years is a, a long time to do anything. And I wonder if you've just, you know, what, what that's like for you, because that is essentially the life that you're used to. You've in a way like programmed your life to use that word. Right. So of course, I would never marry someone I didn't love. Of course, we don't love each other very much, very dear to me. I would be lying if I told you that it was completely blissful. We have our problems like any other marriage. We argue, we fight, we make up like any other marriage. Um, we're still sexually active. I'm, I'm 40. I'm getting up there, but I'm not there yet. Uh, <laughs> he is quite older than me as well. Um, he's closer to the to the other age of the other person. But I will tell you that it has been hard. Um, it is very, very lonely. And you learn to just kind of smile through it. You kind of fake it till you make it. And uh, I don't know. I mean, if I was dying tomorrow, I would want them both by my bedside, which is horribly selfish to say and probably completely immoral. But I love them both. And I know it's really hard to wrap your mind around it. But like when he had his bout with an illness, I was right there the entire time. I, of course I would be there. I, I love him. And I knew it would be comforting for me to be there for him. Just as if I, if I was sick, I would want him there. Um, but I would want her too. And it seems very selfish and really, really hard to wrap your head around. I don't even understand it, but it kind of is what it is. But I, yeah, I still cook. I clean. We celebrate Christmas. We do holidays. I, what can you do? You just kind of fake it till you make it. That was from a anonymous woman. I think she says she's originally from Pennsylvania. She's Italian, um, and she is a 40-year-old lesbian woman, a 40-year-old bisexual woman uh, that, is in, that is in a 15-year marriage, a 15-year marriage, man. And when I seen that, when I seen that, low-key, not I actually was high-key, for real, for real, I'm not going to say it was triggering, but it was something that I could relate to with my ex. As I've told you, I, I'm pretty sure I have an episode. Yeah, I, I know I got an episode. It's called, um, I can't tell you which one it is, but it's called uh, My Bit Let Me For a Bit. And I went just just seeing that, it was like, oh, shit, like I I, I can kind of relate to that as a dude uh, on the other side of knowing what that is of dealing with the woman that uh, really likes that really likes women uh, or, or prefers women. Now, again, I'm not sure if this woman is in, in her heart of hearts, feel she's full out lesbian or just feel she's bisexual and prefers women. Uh, my ex, she she was bisexual is how she would uh, describe it. But she did prefer women. And this lady is on her second marriage, which is kind of crazy. Her first marriage, 
um I can't remember exactly how it had came about or came out. I think maybe she just told her husband. I think she just told her husband, like, hey, I really like women or whatever the case may be. They ended up getting divorced and blah, blah, blah. But she was saying how her first husband was, like, he felt kind of relieved of, like, yeah, I've always, I've always known and this and that and whatever the case may be. So it is what it is. So it was just kind of wild to think that she would get married once. And she's been married for 15 years, which means she got married the second time around anywhere between 24 and 26. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's when she got married anywhere between that time. So it was kind of crazy. It's kind of crazy to hear that she would she would jump into a second marriage knowing that she has these feelings and not only jump into a second marriage, but she also has two children. And she said her husband, her husband has no idea and neither does her two children. And one of her children, when I was listening to the pod or the episode, uh, one of her children is actually a uh, trans, um, I think she went from girl to boy. She went from girl to boy. She was speaking on like kind of how envious she was sometimes of of, of her son because he transitioned or she transitioned and she's out and they go to gay parades and like they don't know, but she just thinks she's really just thinking like, man, I wish like if only I had your courage and this and that shit. Right. And it's just like, damn, you know, and it just makes you think like when they it, it kind of goes back to the to the Charleston White clip of when he was saying, you know, uh, a woman can run a lot faster with her skirt up than a man can with his pants down when he was speaking on uh, Finesse two times and how he had three baby mamas or this and that shit and how them hoes is r- really probably just running circles around him and this and that. Uh, and it just kind of speaks to, like, just, man, the cleverness, the, the, the facade that women can put up. Like, at, you, as men... You just never really can tell with a woman, bro. You just, and you can tell, but at the same time, it's like, I don't know. I don't know if you could ever really be sure with a woman's intentions or how a woman truly feels. And it's crazy because they lead with so much emotion and they move off of so much of this is how I feel and this and that shit. So it's like you can just almost think of how dangerous it could be to not know how a woman, like if you don't have a a real good gauge on how a woman truly fucking feels, bro, truly feels. And, you know, she was just saying how she was raised Catholic and doesn't want to, uh, you know, just the whole of coming out again because she's a little older and things of that nature. So it's just it, it, it just sounds like the it just sounds like the bitches in a in a pickle for show for show. 
Uh, and again, like I said, and, and with and with my ex, I can just remember when we first started talking, you know, uh, and, and this is where insecurities come in. This is where like when I look back on that relationship, like I said, I, by no means when I talk to people, uh, when I, when I talk to, to new women and stuff like that, and we talk about past relationships, like I never try to make my ex out to be just like the worst person in the world. Uh, do I think how things really happen? Do I think like not shorty was just, she was just taking some shit way too fucking far. Yeah. Uh, but I understand that I understand. I can look back and see, uh, my faults too. A lot of just, again, being insecure, speaking shit into existence and stuff like that. Uh, it's almost like, well, if you're, you know, I wasn't cheating, but since you always think I'm cheating, then I might as well blah, 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 like that. And I will always just say, like, I will always say, like, you're going to leave me for a woman. Like, I know it. Like, that's just what's going to happen. Because I can just remember when we first started talking, you know what I'm saying, and getting to know each other, just kind of how she would speak on women and just her relate. Like, I could just tell, like, oh, like, this bitch, like, she really... Like, women is really her thing. That's just what she really feels the most comfortable with and this and that shit or whatever. And before you know it, we was dating for a year, and then from out of nowhere, from out of nowhere, she was just like, hey, I think we should take a break or we should end this or whatever the case may be. I forgot what it was. I remember the day because you was talking about something in retrograde and this and that shit, you know, when she was joining her sorority and blah, blah, blah. And, yeah, she ended up leaving me for a fucking, for a woman that was in her sorority. And they had just met not long ago. Like, they had just met maybe a month prior, month and a half prior, this and that shit. Uh, and it was like, she was just fully in it. She was just fully in it. Like, I was trying to see her. She was like, to talk about this shit. She like, hell nah, if you come see me, calling the, the police, blah, 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 blah. Uh, and they ended up being together for like six months. We, me and her ended up getting back together. And then we ended up breaking up again about a year, a year and a half later, a year, a year or so later during the pandemic. Um, and when we broke up, where did she go? Right back to women, right back to women. Uh, I remember we went to a party. I told you I used to be, how I used to be wilding and shit like that right down out in the marina. And one, and one weekend, one weekend when she had came up. One weekend when she had came up, uh, I remember I was like, I was like, uh, I was like, look, so and so and them hit me up to try to pull up to a party, this and that. And uh, and she was like, You wanna go? And I was like, shit, I was like, You wanna go? And she was like, Yeah, fuck it, let's go. Let's just like see what it is, this and that. And I'm like, all right, well. And, and before we left, we had our little rules, like, we're not going to do anything with anybody and this and that, whatever the case may be, blah, 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 and whatever, right? And I remember sitting outside, I remember sitting outside on the balcony uh, with, 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 with a couple of the other, with a couple of the other guys, because all the, like, girls, they were, like, getting dressed, they were changing their clothes and stuff like that, and they were in, um, they were in the room. And then she like comes out and she was like, I kissed so-and-so. I, I I kissed a woman and this and that. And 
you know, I'm just telling because we said that we weren't going to do anything and this and that and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, and I wasn't tripping. I wasn't tripping or anything like that. Like, all right, like, all right, whatever. Like, it's no big deal. Like, I'm not tripping. <laughs> like, we here. Like, all right, yeah, we weren't going to do anything or this and that. But it's no big, like, it's no, I'm, I really don't give a fuck whatsoever. Like, I don't care. It's, it's, it's no big deal. But in hindsight, just like looking back on it, it's just kind of funny of like, the thing she just couldn't she just couldn't resist the thing she couldn't resist was just that woman's touch because she wasn't going to do shit with a dude she wasn't going to do shit with a dude you know what i'm saying like that wasn't going to happen we weren't going to like that wasn't going to happen but she couldn't help herself with when it came when it came down to a woman you know oh so yeah like i said so when we broke up the the second when we broke up the second time once and for all, uh, like I said, she went right back. She went right back to women, and I can remember at one point when we were talking, we were just talking, and she just told me like, "Yeah, you'll probably." She was like, "Yeah, I can't." She was like, "I can't see myself uh, being in a relationship with with a man again." She was like, I, "She was like, I truly believe you're gonna be the last one." Um, and she said, that's not to say I'm not still going to be attracted to men and this and that, but I just can't see myself romantically being involved with, 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 with another, with another dude. Uh, and I don't know, I haven't talked to Shorty in years. I couldn't tell you if that was the case or not. Uh, it'd be crazy if I did like just randomly run into her, however the fuck that would happen. If I did just randomly run into her and see her, uh, in a relationship with a dude, I would be a little surprised. Like, oh, wow. Like, damn, she really with a nigga? That's crazy. Um, And then maybe I wouldn't be too surprised. Maybe I wouldn't be too surprised, but I feel like I'd be relatively surprised of like, oh, shit, you know? Oh, uh, so, yeah. And, and like I said, with me, and I can only imagine, again, because these cats don't know. She, the, with this woman, her first husband, he felt like he had an idea of it. I feel like she's even said she felt like her family and stuff like that has had an idea of it. But one of the things that's holding her back, she says, is like she just doesn't want to look like the messy one. You know what I'm saying? Like her, she's, she's the oldest of her siblings. I think she has two brothers, three brothers. All of them good guys. They're married, this and that shit. And she's the only one so far that's had a divorce. So she doesn't want to look like the messy one. Uh, having a second divorce and is being like this. Because um, I, uh, the first one, I assume it was just like, hey, this is what it is. Uh, but I'm not going to. Don't tell any. You know, whatever the divorce was, they just said it was for another reason. So. The family, they they are none the wiser. But like she said, she does think her parents may have a slight idea, but again, no, she just won't come out um and say it. So it's just weird because she knows. And I kind of felt like my ex knew as well. And I think that's why. I think that's why 
she felt comfortable or confident in saying like, yeah, you're probably going to be the last man I ever love. Uh, because I think I was just that test. I think I was <clears throat> the final, the final straw for her to pick a side of what she, as far as super long term, uh, of future relationships of what what she was gonna lean into. You know what I'm saying? Because when you want kids and all this and that shit, like obviously, you know, lesbian couples are having kids, they're getting donors, whatever the case may be, but. You know, uh, just like this woman, she's uh, very religious, parents uh, religious, or her aunts and stuff, for sure, super religious. They want her to be with a man and all this net. Um, So just the way of going about it, I can I can imagine in her head, it's like, well, if I'm going to do it, I want to do it this way. Uh, so that's why, you know, she was always just talking about getting married and this and that. And I remember once she even said it of like, you know, I apologize for just putting that kind of pressure on you of just like when we're going to get married and all just the fantasy of life with a man when truthfully it was just more of outside influence that always had me kind of pushing that because I knew that's what my family wanted for me and shit. But For this woman, and like I was saying, with my aunt, like I kind of felt, I, I I felt like she knew, like this is gonna be. I'm using this relationship to see where I really, to see what I really want and where where my heart really lies. So for this woman to be 15 years into a second marriage, and it's and just know like, I know this ain't really where I want to be. That's crazy. That's crazy. Um, and here's another clip that here's another clip I'm gonna play from that from that pod. And again, it's a little more just disheartening. It's disheartening, and it's just again kind of scary. I'm like, man, this is how women really be moving. Like, this is how like a man a, a bitch would take a bitch would take shit to the grave, my nigga. With that whole being accountable and taking responsibility, like fuck all that. A woman going to take some shit to the grave if that's what she chooses to do. And everybody going to take shit to the grave. But it almost feel like women, I don't know. <laughs> I ain't going to say they ain't got a remorse or anything like that for her, But it almost seems sociopathic the way that, like, they really will take some shit to the grave. But uh, here's the second clip, though. And what about um, this other woman? Does she is she romantically involved with anybody no and i feel really really guilty for that she's not married she never had children um i think that's a huge aspect of the guilt too because i want that for her i, I know how lonely she is um and it's really really hard it really is it's the one aspect of our lives we can't share i can't turn to her and say hey my son got an a on his biochem test she I, that's great but she doesn't know as a mother or to celebrate those milestones or to have life be on your own it's something that will never happen for her she is well beyond the age now of conceiving other than adopting and there's nothing wrong with that but she missed her opportunity to marry and to have children. And I have such profound guilt for that because we were together. I, there was no one else. Right. So I could have said to her, Hey, look, it's not going to happen. Go start your life, find happiness. You know, I, but I didn't selfishly, subconsciously. I don't know. Yeah. It's not, me. she has not had children and she is 54. Do you think that, uh, she would have, if you guys were not like romantically involved? Yes. Mm. Posh, I, I mean, I don't know, but 
and also at the beginning of this sort of relationship, how did it come to be? Did now, even think about it on that side. This woman really, and that's what I'm saying, like, you know, like, and I almost feel like, I almost feel like my ex would even say shit like that of just like, um, when, when I was, cause like I was, guys, let me tell y'all, I was head over heels for this bitch. <laughs> Boy, what I mean to tell y'all, I was sprung like a goddamn boy. I just knew I was diving into 12 feet. Nigga, hell nah. I was sprung like a motherfucker, and that pool was shallow than a bitch. <laughs> that pool was shallow than a bitch. I was catching mad air diving into three feet, four feet. God damn. Good God. Oh. Uh, so anyways, uh, I just remember, and maybe, and I, and there's a, there's a, there's a podcast episode that I recorded with her a long time ago where we just talked about everything. She was damn near four hours long, uh, but I never dropped it though. I just thought like, no, nah, I can't drop this. That would just be too much. That'd be way too messy. Like I can't drop that. Uh, but I feel like she even just said something along those lines of just like, loving both of y'all and like it's just weird you know what i'm saying like women will really do that shit women will really they'll, they'll really do that shit and to this it's all it, it's it almost kind of speaks to like when you think about these days when women will just talk about how they don't need no man and they'll 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 die single and well not they'll they'll die single but they'll they'll much rather be single than be with someone for whatever, 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 whatever. And I, and it almost goes to, like, the red pill shit of, like, yeah, these niggas always be talking about this and that, about how you should do with women and blah, blah, blah. But, and it's all true. And it's all fun and games until it ain't fun and games no more. Until you really love a motherfucker. Until you really got feelings for a motherfucker. And then all that shit really just kind of go out the window for real, for real. And it speaks to, and what I'm getting to is like how easily it seems like a woman really, or women, a woman will really settle into the side piece role. Cause this woman's been married for 15 years. Her and this lady, her and this lady, their, their relationship, she's been cheating on her husband for the same amount of time. For the same amount of time, for the for the length that she's been with her husband, she's also had this woman on the side with her. Could have been told the one. She could have been told the woman, "Look, this ain't gonna happen." Or she could have been told her husband, "Look, it's like this," and she just saying, "Nah, fuck it. This is the." The cold cut definition of having your cake and eating it too. And I still don't even understand the fucking meaning of that phrase. Cause it's like, yeah, I got my cake. Of course I want to eat it. So maybe it's like having your cake and eating it too, but you shouldn't be eating your cake too when you already have a meal. Like you have a meal. So why, why, like, yeah, the cake's right there at a birthday party. The cake is right there, but 
You got to eat the hot dogs and chips first. Eat the hot dogs, the, the goddamn potato salad and this and that. And, and you eat the cake a little bit later. We didn't already cut it, but there's a time and place for the cake. You ain't supposed to have all the cake and all this and that. That's why they asked for dessert. Do you want dessert? Yeah. They already took the, the, the entrees away from the table. Do you want dessert now? Yeah, go ahead and give me some dessert. For sure. Yeah, for sure. Go ahead and give me some dessert. No cap. You know? Oh. So it's, it's just crazy to think, like, for this woman to, and I can't even say string along another woman because at this point she's just with it too. But it's just weird that, it's just weird that to, to think that you love somebody so much that you really, like, how can you go through life? And this is the, this is the other woman's perspective. The woman that she's actually cheating on her husband with. What is it in what is it about the woman that's married that make you feel like that make you feel like she the only woman that you can ever love? That she the only woman that you can ever like build a connection with. Maybe it's because the woman is so old. And like the lady said, I could have been let her go. I could have been when she was younger. Maybe it's because, like, at this point, the woman's 50-something years old. She don't want to re-enter the dating market, whatever the case may be. Uh, and I also think uh, this woman, like, people don't, she doesn't, people don't know. She does. She's not coming, she hasn't came out as, like, a lesbian or anything like that. So that could be it, too. Like, man, I'd rather just stick it with her because we both know what's up. We both know what's up, and we can just move how we moving is just safer this way but at the same time it's like bro that's gotta be disheartening that's gotta like and the lady said yo they talk every single day bro every single day said when her parents passed away she was the she was there for the woman she was the first one there when something happened with her or whatever the case, the woman was the first one there and everybody just looked at it as, oh, we're just super close. This is just my best friend. This is just my best friend. But that's even, I almost feel like that even kind of got to look away because it's like, well, when y'all first like got together, you was in your mid-20s. You was in your mid-20s, like, what is it so, like, and I guess you can just speak on, like, his mentorship or whatever the case may be, but even that, it's just like, man, that don't look odd that, like, a woman that's, you're in your mid-20s, this woman is damn near, this woman damn near 40 years old already, and now she's just, like, the best of friends with a 20, like, what did, what the fuck did y'all even have in common on a platonic level, you know what I'm saying? It just made y'all so fucking close that as soon as something happened, y'all booking flights to see each other, uh, to be confident and consult. Like, that's wild. That's wild. That's wild. Uh, the lady keeps saying it seems selfish. It seems, no, that's just really kind. That's just what it is. And I'm not going to judge you for it. But that is what it is. It's beyond. It's very selfish. It's it's very selfish. 
Oh. Uh, that shit crazy. That shit, that shit crazy. You know what I'm saying? 15 years. 15 years. You know, and like I said, for me, like me and my short, me and me and my ex, we were long distance. So did did I ever feel like even though I knew, even though, like I said, I knew, like, oh, she's going to leave me for a woman, this and that. I still never in my heart of hearts when we were together the first time, the first before we broke up the first time, did I ever think she was cheating. But one of the reasons why I never even thought that she w- that she was cheating is because we lived five hours apart. We were long distance. I lived in California. She lived in Arizona. I'm in L.A. She's in Phoenix. What the fuck could... Even if she was, what the hell am I? What I'm gonna do about it? What I'm gonna say? How I'm gonna? It ain't even no point of even stressing a word, even like putting that in in my head, and even though it have trying to have that on my heart, like I'm gonna trust you, cause I ain't I really ain't got no choice, you know. Uh, but she could have easily been if this woman doing it every single day, fifteen years. They see each other once every other month or some shit like that. When they're on the same coast, and it's like, bro, what? What? It's wild, you know? Shit, again. And before I move on to my next topic, I remember when I was doing, uh, when I was selling home improvement. And I called this one dude, and he was just talking about, He's like, yeah, man, like, man, I'm just going through a divorce and this and that or whatever the case may be. Uh, and I could just tell, like, once he said that, I was like, oh, yeah, I'm not even going to even try to sell. I'm not even finna try to do anything with bro. Like, I'm not even going to push. Like, I get it. You're going through a divorce. I'm sure your money is tied up. Like, I'm, I'm sure you're going through some shit. The last thing you're thinking about or could care about is a fucking home. Like, you're not on it. So I, I feel you. Oh, and it just makes me think like, oh, well, not makes me think. I just remember dude saying, and I even did a podcast episode on this. Uh, I remember dude saying, I asked him, I don't know what made me ask him, like, uh, was it worth it? What was it worth it being married or would you do it again or whatever the case may be? And I forgot what it was he said initially. Whatever it was he said initially, I heard it different. I thought he was saying something else. Then he just went into it of like, man, you know, I never would have, I never had any reason to believe my woman was cheating on me and all this and that, blah, 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 whatever the case may be. Uh, His wife went out of town. Wife went out of town one weekend, saying he was never the phone checking nigga, no shit like that. Wife went out of town one weekend. Seen a safe in the closet or something like that. Uh, and I guess it was open, unlocked. I don't know what it was. He just seen a safe and just wondered, like, huh, I wonder what the safe is. Like, blah, blah, blah. Open up the safe. It's been letters. 20 years. 20 years. His wife been pen piling with the nigga that went, that the real love of her life that's been in prison for 20 years that she was supposed to marry. But the nigga went to jail first, so she ended up being with this nigga. But that, but that was the man that really had this woman's heart. So that's where she kept it. As men, when I think women have, I think when women really have a man's heart, I think they'll always have a piece of it. But I think we can move on or just do move on 
and it is what it is. And I can't and maybe I can't necessarily say that's not the case for women either because this woman is still, she's still married. She's still married. And she says every single year for a New Year resolution that this is going to be the year I do it. This is going to be the year I come out and, you know, break up my family and all this and that shit. Or not necessarily because our kids are adults now, whatever the case may be. But this is going to be the year. And she says she just never does it. But so her heart is where her heart's at. And this is where it's at. But it's just kind of crazy, too, because it's like, the woman wasn't an ex, though. I don't believe this woman was an ex. I think I think she met this woman around the same time that she met her husband. Uh, cause they both they they met at, at the job. They was working together. Uh, and it just went from there. So she just so again, this woman really just loves women just prefers women that's just who she's supposed to be with so that's just who she got a stronger connection with and stuff like that uh but anyways 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 excuse me you better wrap that gavel up B. and now with another clip once again shout out other people's lives that y'all really kind of sponsored this episode uh a doozy uh another doozy right here and it's uh, it's kind of crazy. So let me go ahead and get into it. So around that time, I mean, you know, just kind of reiterating what you said, you felt like when you started hanging out with transgender people, that those specific people that you were hanging out with sort of, uh, did you say they kind of pushed you to do it? Maybe not so much pushed, but it was definitely made to feel like if you're trans, you are very special and unique and everybody's going to look up to you and treat you nice and I think that was, I've, I've always kind of been more of an attention seeker. So um, I think that's a big reason that pushed me is I, I, it made me feel like I was special and that I would be more special if I was, if I went through transitioning. Is that something that you sort of understand now or, or feel now upon kind of looking back in hindsight? Uh, or in that moment, do you feel like you had some awareness that maybe you weren't fully committed to wanting this or you were sort of unsure of the reasons that you did want to transition? Um, I think I'm more so I made, I made stuff up in my head. I made things from my childhood makes like, I would take things from my childhood and say, this must, those must've been reasons that I was meant to be. This is a woman that transitioned. Jesus Christ. This is a woman that transitioned into being a boy. Started transitioning, I think at 15 she said to be a boy uh and she regrets it she regrets it and in that pod they were saying that it's becoming a phenomenon in the trans uh, community but it's being kind of dismissed and looked over that apparently this is happening relatively often i couldn't tell you the percentage but it is a, a real thing. And it's just crazy to think like this, because again, this is where we at in this age. Cause this this chick, I don't think she's she might she I think she said this happening at 15. She's in her she's in her early 20s. So it kind of goes along with the last again 
five, seven, ten years of just the whole trans thing just going mainstream. And it just, like she said, she just wanted, she was an attention seeker. She was an attention seeker and just always wanted to feel special. And rightfully so, you can see why that would be enticing to a child because, well, you look on TV and every, oh, you're just so strong. You're, you're just so this and that. And it's like, yeah, why wouldn't I want to be? Now, if I listen, if this is all an assumption, this could be a black chick, this could be a white chick, this could be an Asian, Hispanic, it, it could be anything. I'm going to assume that it's a white chick. And if I'm going to assume that, it kind of goes back to one of the topics I've had before of just like, yo, white women just want to, they just, for what, they just feel the need to always just feel, I don't know, maybe feel seen, just feel, like the chick was saying, just feel special, you know? Uh, and it's just it's it, it it's crazy. It's it's kind of crazy to think that again, just impressionable kids that they were telling like, "Hey, you you should be this. You should do this. You should." And it's like, wait, what? Why? Well, because everybody's gonna love you, and everybody's gonna like. This is what kids are saying to another kid, and they like, "Yeah, I should be." Because the girl was saying how she was just always kind of tomboyish and, like she said, making things up in her head and just thinking, no, well, this is the real reason why I'm like that. The real reason why I'm like this is because, well, I've always been a tomboy. I've always had short hair and blah, blah, blah. So I must I must be a man. And she said she started she wanted to start the hormonal treatment immediately, but you had to see a therapist for a handful of months first. She said the first guy that she went to a therapist, when they got to talking or whatever, it finally ended up coming out of like, yeah, it's, I can't really do anything for you, whatever the case may be. So then she went to go see someone else, a woman, and the woman was right with it. Like, oh, yeah, like, no, let's do it. Like, I'm with you. I'm with you. And she was saying how, like, you know, maybe if that lady would have did her job better that uh, she would have realized that, no, I don't want to be trans. I don't want to. I'm just going through other stuff. And she was saying how her mom, she think the reason why her parents were, were so with it is because, like, her mom in particular was saying, uh, was feeling like if I don't go along with this, then my child might kill themselves or my child might hate me forever and I don't want to do that, so I'd rather just support them and whatever. But she was like, that that just wouldn't have been the case, you know. Uh, now, the thing that made her want to detransition, that's the wild part. That's really like you wanted to just in being special and wanting to be seen and just wanting to feel like you were some type of fucking minority. You know what I'm saying? Everybody want to be a nigga until it's time to be a nigga. It's crazy. Uh, the thing that made her want to detransition, that's even wilder. But before I get to that, with the point I just made, you know, I work with this, I work with this young kid. His young kid, he's a cool dude. Uh, I think he might have just turned 19. He's probably turning 20 this year or some shit like that. 
Uh, but uh, and that's probably later in the year. I think he just turned nineteen not not long ago. But he's always at work because it's only a handful of white people at our job. Uh, but most of the shop is Hispanic. We're in Houston. The majority of the population is Hispanic. And the white and black community is pretty much neck and neck. We're both in like 21, 22%, some shit like that. Like, we're kind of neck and neck. But the Hispanic uh, population is double both of ours. They're like, you know, uh, mid-40s. So he's just always saying, like, you know, uh, I'm the minority. He's like, I'm a minority and this and that or whatever the case may be. This is always making that kind of joke. And uh, and I always be saying, like, yeah, the next time you say that shit, I'm going to get on him. Uh, and I'm going to get on him with this. And CJ, I shouldn't say his name. I might have to beat that. Uh, and see, the reason why I'm gonna, I'll be like, you saying that right there is the reason why Niggas is out here using the bathroom with, with with women and and breaking all their swim records. Because for whatever reason, white folks have just made it up in their mind that they want to be a minority or they want some kind of special treatment in America. They feeling like they losing out on something. I don't know what it is they feel they losing out on, but they feel like they losing out on something and they feel like all the minorities are are winning or, or gaining something. I don't know what it is they think is happening. What what type of fucking, you know, pros or what type of special treatment that we getting, preference, preferential treatment we getting. I don't know what it is, but they done made it up in their minds that this is happening. And because y'all motherfuckers just won't let it go and just wake up every day realizing your ass is white in America, Realize your ass is still white in America that this shit happening. This is why all this shit, because y'all motherfuckers just want it all. Y'all just want it all. I want to be special. I want to feel, man, be white. Be white, be proud, and be happy. Keep it moving. Now, this is the reason why she wanted to detransition. Long after your, I guess, the beginning of your transition, did you realize, like, oh, no, I'm making a mistake? And was there anything specifically that you can pinpoint that kind of validated that feeling that you had inside yourself that, like, oh, no, I'm making a mistake? Um, it was about – it was my five – my five year um, shot that I was, that I would have taken was the one that I decided to stop taking hormones. Um, and I started to think about detransitioning. Um, and uh, what was your second question? It was just, a, is there a, like a, you know, a, a specific thing that you can pinpoint where you just, where you kind of made that decision or that made you start to feel like I've made a mistake? Yeah. Uh, I would say the body hair I started to grow was a big reason for me to stop hormones because, you know, body I was always told hair. that, you know, you're, you're going to grow body hair. That's what being a man is like. That's what you have to deal with. If this is the, the choices you want to make, if you want to be a man, you have to deal with these things. And I started to get them and I, I, I hated my body hair. And I, I just started thinking like, no, I don't have to deal with these things because my body was not, was not meant to deal with this amount of body hair. And I do have the choice to stop hormones and not have body hair. Um, and that was just kind of the initial thought of like, okay, why do I really want, why do I really want to continue being trans when I never wanted to get top surgery. I never wanted to get bottom surgery. I never, 
I, you know, I, I only ever took hormones and I loved my female body. Like it was just really, I just really started to, there was that one thing that pushed me to start thinking about why I was uncomfortable being female before. And if I really was, or if it was just something I kind of made up. To do, and not again, they didn't really do, she didn't really do a whole bunch of shit other than, again, just taking hormone treatments and stuff like that. But to be so persuaded, to be so persuaded that you wanted to be a man or that you were a man because you dress like a tomboy and you did this and that and you went to a new school. You went to a new school. She said she went to a new school in a in a bigger city. It makes me wonder. I wonder what city it was. Uh, and you let a, a, a group of other trans people, you know, again, convince you of how special you're going to be and how much people are going to look up to you because of it and all this and that. Again, just impressionable kids, just not just how we are as children and just not thinking forward and into the future and all this and that shit to go through all that and to do all this and that just to realize for the most minute reason maybe not minute but body hair the body hair of a man again especially if they white so they their body hair was probably bitch probably had a crazy hairy back all kind of crazy hair on her thighs walking around looking like Chewbacca. I heard looking like Big Show. I heard looking like this kid I went to school with named Trevor. One of the hairiest motherfuckers I've ever seen in my life. I'm talking about even in elementary school, this kid was hairy, bro. This kid was hairy, bro. Holy Mac. It was insane. Body hair was the thing that made her realize, oh, hell no. Fuck all this. Fuck all that. And it's wild. And, and it's crazy that, like, it was body hair that made you realize it. But what really should have made her realize it was, man, this is 2024. The fuck I want to be a man for? When we got women's empowerment and all this and that going, like, what? I get to tell a motherfucker what they need to bring to the table and I can do whatever and I can wear whatever and say whatever and ain't shit going to matter and whatever it is, I'm going to have all the women on my side, even if I, what? And I'm going to give that up just to still, just to still have, and I still got my titties. I ain't even cut my titties off. Man, I'm tripping. I'm tripping, doing all this just to walk around and be a hairy bitch. I'm just out here walking around being a hairy-ass bitch. I done fucked up. I done fucked up. Out here thinking that y'all niggas was on some shit, really thinking the trans community was lit, Y'all niggas done gassed it up. Y'all done gassed me up thinking shit lit over here. And it ain't. 
I'm looking back on the other side of the fence with the hoes. They partying. It's real lit over there. Y'all niggas fake lit. Y'all got a little fire going. Y'all, y'all niggas over here just holding up lighters. The women over there holding up cell phone lights, LEDs. Goddamn. What? Shooting off all kind of flares and shit. SOS. Man, we going. You crazy as hell. You about crazy as hell. That's wild to think. Body hair. Was the thing that changed it. Again, I ain't going to say that's a big deal, but when you think about it, it's like, oh, like, just like that was the thing that really turned you off from being a man was having the body hair. <sighs> Crazy. Now, this was an interesting clip, too. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, I've tried to talk about in the beginning um, of my detransition, I had joined like a, a trans group on Facebook and um, tried to just ask if anybody had ever dealt with those feelings. And it's you get pummeled for it like you people, you know, and again, this isn't everybody in the trans community, but a lot of them, they think being trans, if you are trans, you are trans and you can't go back. And, you know, they feel like detransitioning is taking away from being trans and making it seem less real. Um, and so, yeah, I definitely I got a lot of hate in some senses. Um for wanting to take transition, which is kind of insane because it, there are people who, who it is a mistake and they were never meant to be trans. Yeah, it is kind of. Now that almost makes you think of like, when I heard that, it made me think about like a gang. Blood in, blood out. Only way out is a casket, et cetera, et cetera. Whatever, whatever the mantra is for motherfuckers that be repping gangs. To think that and, it's, and it was kind of like they said, like, that's ironic because they say for the trans community, like, well, if you feel it, then that's what it is. So we support you. If you're a boy and feel like you're a woman, that's what you really are. If you're a woman and feel like you're a man, that's what you really are. And we support it and everybody else should, should, uh, should support it and see you as such and move forward in your life that way. But when the feeling was, uh, maybe I'm not, maybe I didn't, maybe this whole entire time in my life, I thought, but really I was wrong. I I really just kind of made a mistake. Ain't nobody trying to hear that. They not, apparently they not trying to hear that. What you mean you made a mistake? You ain't made no fucking mistake. Bitch, you's a nigga. You didn't see it? You don't know it? That's No, you's a nigga. Don't come into this Facebook group talking all that stupid shit saying you want to go back to being a woman. Saying you want to go back to dressing feminine and saying you want to go, but you want to do twerking and all kind of other goo. No. Bitch, no. Bitch, you playing. You's a nigga. Cut that shit out right now. Right now. To get hate. To not be supported in that. To see the community that you thought had your back. Turn that shit on you in an instant. 
with vitriol. That's got to be tough. That's that 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 that's got to be tough. Um, I can only imagine what this person uh, goes through on a day to day. Uh, just trying to get the transition. Just again, the transition from the transition. Like that's a lot of that's a lot to spend so many years trying to get to a point. Five years, like she said, when she got to her five-year mark of taking the, her five-year shot, that's when she kind of realized, like, nah, I ain't fucking with this no more. So who knows how long it's going to take to go back? Maybe another five years. Like, that's a journey right there, bro. That's a journey. Um, And, again, one time for her, peace to her, shout out her, uh, just for sharing her story. I thought that shit was very interesting. I thought it was very interesting. Um. Uh, uh, maybe maybe not necessarily a unique perspective, but I would I'm gonna say it's a pretty u- a unique perspective because I've never heard it. You know what I'm saying? I've never heard anyone have that that type of uh perspective. But again, it's just uh, it's just interesting, man. It's just very interesting to 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 think. That's where we are in the world, and again, and it makes me wonder how we going how how things are gonna move forward. You know what I'm saying? Like, what is a? Because you be seeing some of these trans, some of these trans women, uh, these days, and I didn't told y'all before. Some of these, some of these niggas out here be looking good. Some of these niggas out here about bad than a motherfucker. No cap, no cap. They about bad all this young. For real, dog. What that nigga gonna look like when he get old? What's she gonna look like when when she 50? Is she gonna look like a 50-year-old? Like, she gonna still look like a 50-year-old woman? I'm gonna imagine they still gonna wanna, like, keep the beauty and all this and that. Like, just the upkeep of their body. They're probably I I I I I don't know. I would have to assume like they they're probably they're gonna look so different maybe because and again it's all assumptions. But I just I just have to assume that if your mind is there to be a woman and because I think I think the reason why a motherfucker will want to be a woman not only do you maybe you feel like that whatever the case but man. I think you want to feel beautiful. You know what I'm saying? Like, as men, we're not beautiful. We're not pretty. At best, we're handsome. At best. And that's not even really to say you're good looking. I mean, yeah, to be handsome, you got to be good looking. But it's like, if being beautiful and pretty is a 10, being handsome is a 6, for real, for real. Like, that's all it is. Like, it's really a 6 or a 7. You're you're just, you're a 7. Like, oh, yeah, that's a handsome ass nigga. Like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like a motherfucker really want to be beautiful. You know what I'm saying? And that's, but beauty fades. Beauty fades with age and stuff like that or whatever the case. So it's like, what is that? What do you look like as a trans person when you get older? Just how does that, it just makes you wonder. And I bring that up because, you know, thinking about this, it makes me think about 
uh, the BBLs and things of that nature. Like, what do women look like when we get old? When when they get older with BBLs and just 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 people in general, like guys out here getting these fucking knee surgeries to to be taller by five and six inches. Like, how? What does that do to the body? How does that work when you get old? Like. Just what is that like? You know what I'm saying? Um, will it be, will it have negative effects? Or will it be whatever? I, no talent. It ain't no talent. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, but. You better wrap that gavel up, B. This is going to be the last and final topic. Speaking of BBLs, when I seen this, it just really took me back to a place in time. I thought it was 100% facts. And uh, and I think the woman that, that holds true to this the most is going to be uh, the one and only, Double R. Women getting BBLs. I hate it. I think it's horrible. looks horrible. Not all of them look bad. Some of them Every look good. Every last one look horrible. I just have bad taste as as a as a as a as a as a as a, as a, as a sex. Y'all just have bad taste. That's also even if you think about makeup, like y'all have this really ridiculous idea of beauty that's very standard based off of where you at in time. Like whatever's going on now, y'all adjust beauty to that time. It's actually horrible. Like y'all accentuate everything. Y'all think the long eyelashes look cute. Y'all like it, so that's the only thing that matters. Long as long as y'all like it. But if a guy like is dating you and he wants you to BBL, he really don't like you. Cause why would he let you change yourself up? Who are you? So it can't be where a woman just she wants to enhance or she's always wanted a big butt, she didn't have one. It's a reason why God God didn't give her the legs for it. You know what I mean? Like I came from an era cause where the pretty girls had pretty faces. They probably have no titties and no ass, but they have pretty ass faces. If they had big ass titties, they had cool faces and no ass. If they had a big ass, they probably had no titties and a decent looking face. And if you had big titties and big asses, you for sure was ugly. And it's the reason that God separated beauty that way. He understood you cannot give one person all that power. That's why historically there's never been a person built like that. Holly Berry, she didn't have no ass like that, little titties. She was fine. Nia Long had some ass, cute face, no titties. But then women in, in 20, you know, coming forward now, they just trying to have it all, and now they just look like weird science, like the movie. The That was Glasses Malone on Progress Report. The Progress Report. And when he said that, I was like, man, give it up for fucking glasses. That is so true. So true. When I think about women growing up before all this shit was just really popping. When I think about this, it's the truth, bro. It's so true. Women had one or the other. That's just what it was. And the woman that I'm thinking of when I said the double R that that's kind of that's still holding true to that old school beauty is Ruby Rose. Cute face, fat ass, no titties whatsoever. Just as flat chested as can be. 
but that's what it's supposed to be. When I think about chicks in high school and stuff like that, like, and and I've always said, I'm a titty man. I am a titty man. I love me some titties, boy. I love me some titties. I'm a titty man. But I've always said it. If I had to pick titties and no ass versus ass and no titties, I'm picking the ass. But I'm a titty man. But I'm picking the ass if I got to choose. But I love me some breasts. That nigga Glasses was right. That nigga Ye was right. No one man should have all that power. No woman should have all that's too much power. You walking around with you just powered up out this joint. That's too much. You ain't supposed to be like that. You're not supposed to. Women these days, ass fat as hell and their titties is matching. That's crazy. How you got a, how you got a wagon back there and you got double D's and you look good. That's insane. You too bad. You too bad. That's when I that's where I say I always wanted me a plain Jane. I don't want no woman that sexy. That's just too much. That's just too much, bro. You too sexy. How how can I keep you? Maybe I'm wrong for that as a man. Maybe that's intimidated by a powerful woman, by a strong woman. Okay. I'm guilty. I'm intimidated. I ain't got time to be every night fighting for my love. Bitch got all that power. She ain't going to act right. We humans. We're going to abuse it every time. We're going to abuse that power every single time. Every single time. I miss those days, bro. I miss those days. Again, I, I can remember a chick in high school. She was a grade above me, white chick, had huge titties. Everybody just thought she was just, maybe not everybody, but I know all the white dudes uh, in the grade above me, they just used to be on short. Like, they just, oh, she's this. She's, I personally never got it. I never seen it. I'm like, yeah, she got some big-ass titties, but she ain't got no ass. And she don't even look all that like she don't she not hitting in the face. She wasn't ugly, but in my opinion, she won't hit no shit. She won't hit no shit at all, in my opinion. But I understood it because she had titties. She had she had one. All the chicks that I knew growing up that had fat asses, they had fat asses. And probably a cool little B cup. Maybe a cool C cup. My high school sweetheart. Big at she had big double D's. Just a small little bit at a small little bit of ass. It won't hit no shit. Thick ass thighs, but she ain't really had no ass on her, but big ass titties, man. Decent in the fake, like that's just what it was. All the super cute chicks, just like he said. They were cute in the face. And they they might have just been relatively petite and shit like that like you that's just what you got to choose that's like i be telling that's like i 
And I maybe I, I ain't gonna say it, but that's just like I be telling one of the homies. One of the homies, like, just with his girl and wanting to do this and that and whatever the case is like, well, I mean, I feel you on, you know, maybe encouraging or wanting your girl to do this and that or whatever the case. But why? Like, you already with her. You already fucking with her. So what's the point of change? Like, why why would you want to change her if you already fuck? You already fuck with her for how she is. So what's the point? If she says she want it, then it's cool. But even then, if I'm with a chick, if I'm with a chick and all of a sudden she comes to me, I want a bigger ass or I want bigger titties. Why? You already got me. You already got me. And if I'm not tripping, what you tripping for? What is it about you? Why are you insecure? Why don't you like yourself enough to just be cool with how you are? You know, like what? what's up with that? But then even if I flip it on me, like I said, I want to get my hair back. Am I going to do it? I don't know, but I want to. But am I wrong for that? Am I? Yeah, I am insecure. I don't like being bald. I don't necessarily hate it because I, luckily I have a good head, you know, for it to be bald and this and that shit, but. I still want my hair back. Like, I want my hair back. That's just what it is. I, I want my head back. I want my uh, I want my head back. I want my hair back. But do I not like myself? Do I not? Is it because, you know, I don't want to have to wear hats everywhere I go and this and that shit? And when I'm out here in this fucking blistering, humid-ass, swampy-ass Houston summer and I can't go out? Everywhere I go out in the summer, I got to bring a fucking rag with me because no matter what, I'm going to be sweating and my head shit is going to be beating down my fucking dome piece. Like, I get it, but at the same time, it's just like, whatever, you know? It, 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 it's it's just wild. I, and, and, and I'm not going to stay on this clip too long, but I just wanted to, like, I when Glasses was saying that, it just really hit home of, like, yo, he's speaking. Because that's the truth. Like, there was really a time where everything was one or the other. And now everybody got everything. Uh, but anyways, guys, I need to I need to run. I need to run. So I'm going to have to not necessarily cut the, the podcast short, but kind of cut that topic a little short. Oh, so song of the week. Y'all know how I get on my foreign shit. And this is definitely song of the week. Shout out the year 1979. I'm fighting for you, Jack. I'm fighting for you, Jack.
That's a shit right there. That is Miki Matsu uh Miki Matsubura. Matsubera. I'm not necessarily sure how to say her name. She, that is a Japanese uh that was a Japanese disco song uh from the genre of J-pop called Stay With Me. Uh Mayakano I, I don't even I can't even tell you how to pronounce it. Um, but anyways, guys, let me get on up out of this, Jimmy. It has been another great one. I appreciate you for rock, uh, rocking with me. Please check me out on YouTube. Uh, check out the clips. Excuse me. That one clip still going crazy. That shit crazy. I need another one to go crazy like that. You feel me? Uh, but all right, guys, we're up out of this joint. <laughs> I'm from Virginia. I'm fighting for you, Jack. I'm fighting for you, Jack. <laughs>